0: We thought it would be a great idea to give you the top five things that we do on our morning show. Yes. And by we, I mean myself, Dave LaVora, and my best friend in the whole wide world, Darren And Petron. that is a
1: good idea. It's maybe
0: the best Let's idea. Let's go ahead and had. do that then. Yes. The Top Five Things Podcast is a review of the quality entertainment you get each and every weekday from 5.30 until 10 a.m. on Planet 93.9. The Top Five Things is brought to us by Nature's Treatment of Illinois. Yeah, they are
1: only the uh, only dispensary in the area that is locally owned. Tech Drive in Milan, West Main Street in Galesburg, and both locations are open seven days a week.
0: All right, uh, we got five things. If we had to start somewhere, I guess we'd go with... Uh, How about number one? One.
1: Number one. Number one. Number one. And this should be obvious. Okay,
0: number one. Number one. 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 Number one. Streaking coming back? Is this a thing? Are we getting back in the uh, the 70s here? Boogity, boogity, look at him go. hmm I don't know if you saw this. The jokes write themselves. Disneyland Park guest arrested after stripping off clothes and going streaking on the It's a Small World ride. Today might not be the day. <laughs> well, don't do it here.
1: Talk about a small world.
0: Disneyland guest in Anaheim, era, uh, California arrested and escorted off the property by local authorities after taking off all their clothes during the It's a Small World attraction. The incident happened on Sunday afternoon during the busy Thanksgiving holiday weekend. The guest got off the ride while it was in motion, and the attraction was stopped when park operators were made aware of the situation. just seems to me of all the places to get naked at Disneyland, It's a Small World You're just asking for it. Well, there's just too much security there. You would think. After the guest was detained, they were removed from the property altogether after being booked by the Anaheim Police Department. The ride, It's a Small World, was shut down for about an hour as uh, park operators inspected the attraction.
1: Why wouldn't you use uh, the characters, uh, the mascots, why wouldn't you use them as security, too?
0: That's not so what, like you have Goofy going to take care of the I mean, situation? Yeah, Goofy You can't take him seriously, goofy. He's he literally goofy. Why not give a taser to Goofy? That, maybe if you use like Disney villains, like Jafar from Aladdin, if everybody knows he's well I'm not saying
1: that they're gonna tase somebody if they don't deserve
0: it. No, but But why not utilize them as security? Video of the incident went viral on social media with clips being shared. One video shows this idiot walking around the sets of It's a Small World without a shirt That's on. That's not streaking, though. No, another Streaking vi- means you got to run, and an- you're just running fast from one spot to the other. Another video shows this person sitting and touching the animatronics that decorate the ride located within the Fantasyland area of the Disneyland Park. Wouldn't you agree that streaking includes running? I think... Yeah, otherwise you're just naked. Otherwise you're just naked. Right. Like, I wasn't streaking when I took a shower this morning. I mean, if somebody is
1: like standing in in their, they're in their house. Mm -hmm. Say they're in their house. Yeah. And they're in their front window.
0: That's just indecent exposure. And they're naked. They're not streaking. Streaking involves running. Yes. Yes. It's called streaking because it's like a streak of lightning. Yes. Right. It's like, did you see that or not? Right. Right. If if I get on the uh, stage with David Niven at the 1974 uh, Academy Awards and I'm just standing there naked. Yeah. That's not streaking. No, it's not. One park guest on one of the videos is heard telling the streaker to, quote, please stop and to sit down as they made their way through one of the scenes on the ride set in India. Another park guest is heard, worrying that this person might ruin and cause damage to the props. Please, you're going to damage the little people here in India. What are you doing? Yes, you're right. This is just somebody getting naked and walking around. It's not streaking. No. Am I far off on this? Streaking... While not behavior I would ever condone, there's at least a playfulness to streaking. Well, standing around naked is just being an absolute creep. There, there's there. It feels like there's a difference, right? A little bit of streaking. I, well, I, 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 I may I may have done a little bit of streaking in my day,
1: as but a, as a kid, as a kid in the neighborhood,
0: no, <laughs> as a, a younger person. Well, that could be yesterday. No. Not that, not that, not that young. What I'm saying is, <laughs> <that young>. naked, <laughs> naked, and running around. There's the running around component. That's mischievous. Just standing around naked, you ought to now, get, you gotta get tased I by both remember, Chip and ordain. I
1: remember as a kid, because I was probably about ten yeah. when the, the sensation took place.
0: Oh yes, they call him the
1: street. What was that? 1975. Yes, I remember at the time. I thought it was somewhat, you know, playful. But I'm sure that uh, adults could make, you know probably looked at it a completely different way.
0: Yes. The first recorded incident of streaking by a college student occurred in 1804. Well, there you go. When a, a senior at a college there, a George William Crump arrested running naked through Lexington, Virginia, and still remembered over 200 <laughs> years later. <laughs> Crump was suspended for the academic session, but later went on to become a U.S. congressman. In June of 1973, the press reported a streaking trend at Michigan State University. By December of 73, Time magazine called streaking a growing Los Angeles area fad Uh. that was catching on among college students and other groups. A uh, letter writer responded, let it be known that streakers have plagued the campus police at Notre Dame for the past decade. They had something called a streaker's Olympics at Notre Dame in 1972. Okay, so it was a college college campus thing. By 74, the press was calling it a streaking epidemic. By the first week of March, college campuses across the country were competing and setting streaking records. So yeah, 74, that was the year the streak really really took off.
1: Yeah, they got their own
0: song. Didn't that go all the way to number 1? I believe you're correct. I believe Ray Stevens. uh did Don't go look to Ethel. two. Number, number 2. Number 2. <laughs> <laughs> number 2. 2 2 63-year-old Missouri man went in for a routine colonoscopy. Yeah, which is Good for you, dude. Yeah. Doctors found something when they were in there that they can't quite explain. No no one has any answers. Neither can he. They found a perfectly intact, albeit dead, fly. There was a dead fly inside this guy's colon. Okay. Okay. The gastroenterologist, Dr. Matthew Beckold, says, quote, I've been doing this for over 20 years. And I do a lot of these. So I've seen a lot of things. But having such an intact fly like this, it's just unheard of. It's unseemly. I'm really crossed up. (laughs) How the fly found its way into the man's colon remains a mystery. As the patient says, the only thing he consumed for at least 24 hours before the colonoscopy was clear liquids, as instructed by the doctors. Two days earlier, he said he had eaten some pizza and some lettuce. But he didn't see any flies around his food, he says. Although I do
1: lay out, (laughs) and I lay on my stomach. I like to get sun.
0: The uh, doctor here saying if the fly had entered through the mouth, the enzymes and the stomach acid would yeah. have degraded the insect before it made its way into the colon. Uh-huh. So how this thing was completely intact... Well, I told you. That's the mystery. I sunbathe out of my stomach. The only other possible way into the colon is, of course, through your rectum. Rectum damn near killed him. But that entry, that port of entry, the doctor says, seems unlikely. Quote, if from the bottom, an opening must have been created long enough for the fly to fly undetected into the colon and somehow make its way into the middle part of the colon with no light in a very curvy large intestine. The insect was found in the transverse colon, the part of the colon situated below the liver that travels from right to left. What's remarkable, the doctor says, is the fly was not digested and it didn't get flushed out during the bowel prep for the colonoscopy, which involves consuming only clear liquids and taking laxatives a day before the procedure. I mean, you've done that, I've done that. Uh, Everyone over, what is it now, 45, you should be getting a colonoscopy? Something like that. Uh, The fact that there's anything in there is shocking. Yeah. But for it to be a single fly... To be able to withstand. And this fly, again, completely intact when they pulled it out. Doctor says, quote, it was the first time I've seen this big of an insect and this much of an insect. So he's not saying he's never found bugs before.
1: Well, he's leaving that open, anyway. Yeah.
0: Doctor showed the patient pictures of the fly in his colon after the procedure... And uh, the patient said here, according to the doctor, quote, huh, I must have eaten a fly. Yeah, let's go with that. No, but if you ate it, your stomach acid would have completely degraded it. I mean, that's... I don't know what to tell you, Doc. (laughs) This is a real mystery. I'm looking here in the American Journal of Gastroenterology, uh, a journal, of course, a medical journal to which we do subscribe. And it just looks like a fly. Doesn't look like anything's wrong with it, and it's just hanging out there on the walls Wait of this dude's colon. What about like, what
1: about like uh, one of those gag flies?
0: No, it's
1: not like you would like, find
0: in an ice cube. Yeah, yeah. No, it that would survive. That would make s- even that though, Darren. Even that your would stomach gets flushed acids. out. Yes. Yeah. So they don't know how this thing got in there.
1: Is it? A, is there any chance it happened? During the procedure?
0: That, to me, makes the most sense. Is there somehow a fly got in there? That, Nat, I, I like what you're doing there. I don't love that as a patient, that an intact fly could work his way up in there. I mean, I understand
1: this is supposed to be a relatively, you know... It's Not relatively. I mean, it's not. It's not not a, relatively. Extremely sterile environment. Well, it's not
0: an operation. You're not shrugging your shoulders going, this seems clean well, enough. But the,
1: but the thi- well, but I say that because it's not an operation. You're right. It's, it's you're a not procedure. Making an, you're not making an incision. The, the incision is already naturally there. It's a fac- It's a procedure.
0: It's a fascinating read. Again, in the American Journal of Gastro... Enterology. Uh, it's entitled "To Be a Fly on the Wall: A Mysterious Finding on Colonoscopy." Anytime a story has somebody telling you how many years they've done their job, yeah. you know that's a good story. I'd like to twenty uh, years of colonoscopies. I thought I saw it all. I'd like to talk to you more, but I've
1: got thirty more of these to do today. Random. Uh,
0: Keep them coming.
1: It's like, yeah, it's like I've never seen this before. They were interviewing the guy. They were interviewing some sort of witness. Uh, what was it a week ago that somebody from Canada uh-huh. was trying to um, jump the border? Yeah, the Rainbow Bridge, right? Yeah. They did were, you ever
0: hear? Did you hear why that guy did that? He was going to a kiss concert, <laughs> and the kiss concert got canceled, so he decided to somehow blow up a port of entry in the united states (laughs) i i don't know that i really i got any answers as to why it happened and it's he had his wife with him Mm -hmm.
1: um but it was and it like exploded
0: oh yeah it sure did
1: the vehicle exploded very
0: much so yes and they had a
1: witness on one of the uh, news channels and he was talking about because he uh He's like a guide sometimes down there by Niagara Falls. Sure. And has been doing this for some time. Uh-huh.
0: Know this. And- Nobody goes over the ball of <laughs> Falls when I'm on duty. And uh, so they've got him on
1: TV. It's live television. Apparently, you've never been on live TV before. But one of the reporters asks, have you ever seen anything like this Oh, before? God. Have I ever seen a car explode? No. No, this is this thanks for that question. No, this is the first time. Yeah, it happens. Yeah, it happens every Thursday.
0: No, I, I can't say that I ever have seen it's a like, car explode. It's like,
1: way to do way to wait hard hitting questions. Well,
0: if he'd answered yes, that would have been an interesting answer. And just left it at that. I have. I have. And we'll leave it at that. Uh, it was during overnight. My, <laughs> <laughs> I. Oh yeah, no, I see cars explode all the time. Yeah, oh yeah. That's- oh
1: yeah, people. A lot of people. A lot of people love Kiss.
0: Three. All right, number three. <laughs> number three. Number three. 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 Oh boy. Yeah, I already got today's Florida story loaded up and ready to go. This one, uh, stop me if you've heard this before.
1: Florida!
0: Drug suspect claims someone put methamphetamine in his underpants while he was sleeping. Huge if true. When a corrections officer found a plastic cylinder containing methamphetamine under his penis... A Florida man denied ownership of the narcotics. That's not mine. And claimed to be unsure of how the package got in his underwear. That's not my penis. 46-year-old Caleb Phillips. The drugs were discovered in his uh, underpants there. This is as he was getting undressed from his civilian clothing and changed into his jail outfit at the Indian River County Jail. Tain't mine. He was arrested on Monday on a warrant charging him with failure to appear in court in connection with a pending 2022 DUI case. Pending. This guy's this guy's checking all the boxes.
1: Anyone who drinks and drives is a real jackass.
0: He uh, reportedly told a sheriff's deputy that he did not place the cylinder in his underwear. No. But speculated that, that the meth was somehow placed there while he was asleep. I'm a deep sleeper. Now, who could have done this? Phillips did not have an answer and would not identify who purportedly accessed his underwear. Who's to say? To deliver the meth. Might be a shorter list of trying to figure out who couldn't have done it. I, th- I think everyone's a suspect. While disavowing knowledge of the cylinder, Phillips advised that he believed it might just be Advil pills. Cops noted that the meth was inside a small package of Advil inside the cylinder indicating then that Phillips was indeed aware of what the clear container held. He was charged with narcotics possession and smuggling contraband into a detention facility, both of which are felonies. He's being held without bond and is scheduled for arraignment on January 4th. So you know what that means.
1: Happy New Year to you in jail.
0: Phillips' rap sheet includes prior convictions for DUI, Resisting arrest, marijuana possession, fleeing or eluding, possession of drug paraphernalia, leaving the scene of an accident, disorderly intoxication, and driving without a license. I don't know how that got in there. Your Honor, I implore you. <laughs> this is. I have I have made mistakes, Your Honor. But as to how that methamphetamine got underneath my junk, I don't know. I didn't even know. I didn't even feel it. What does that tell you? Not to brag, Your Honor, I didn't even know it was there.
1: I can't feel anything from my waist down. (laughs) Made some
0: poor decisions. (laughs) Now we have this story of a Florida woman who had some counterfeit cash. This is in uh, North Miami Beach. Found herself behind bars after allegedly using counterfeit bills at a Walmart. Uh Uh-huh. She was being detained by the police there, the Miami-Dade uh, Police Department. Uh, this young lady's name is Zipporah Abraham. Arrested and charged with third-degree grand theft and uttering forged bills after an incident that unfolded at the Walmart in North Miami Beach over the weekend, according to the arrest warrant. A Walmart loss prevention officer was notified that a customer was trying to use fake money to pay for items. Mm. When Walmart employees looked at the store's surveillance footage, they realized this is not the first time that this woman was involved in an incident at this particular Walmart. Affidavit doesn't go into too much further detail about her history with the store, but they do say that she was an offender there in the past. That's not great. Wouldn't you? When the, when the Walmart people recognize you from the footage. Oh, yeah, we know who that is. But that sounds like she got in trouble before. Yeah. Wouldn't you spread your
1: wealth around
0: she was well there's plenty of walmarts right plenty of fish in the sea and plenty of walmarts you can steal from she was seen hiding several products in a storage bin and then pacing back and forth until she found a window of opportunity to leave the store with the items she allegedly walked past all points of sale with the storage bin but was stopped by a loss prevention officer she was then taken to the loss prevention office for an investigation there was discovered that the unpaid items in the storage bin totaled $864.77. When the officer asked her to remove the jewelry from her wrist before she was placed into custody, she put $200 worth of counterfeit bills in her mouth and tried to eat them. You're not kidding me with this counterfeit money, see? Can I have a cup of water? <laughs> Taken into custody, uh, and she remains there on ten thousand dollars bond. Uh, they say that there is body cam footage of her eating the bills. I am very much looking forward to that being released at some point. Watching her try and scarf down two hundred dollars worth of counterfeit money. It's a little dry. <laughs> Four. 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 Four.
1: Four. 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 Four.
0: You got a new Aquaman movie coming out?
1: Yeah, now, I saw a trailer of that. Yeah. Now, explain this to me. Uh-huh. They're not always underwater? Not always. So he can live a, he can live on land? Well, yeah, Aquaman could live on land. And, uh... That's not new. His offspring as well?
0: I don't know that... off. Does he have kids? I don't think Aquaman has kids.
1: If he did, what do you think their names would be? <laughs> oh, gosh. Gil?
0: Marina... Uh, uh pisces i don't know yeah. this thing is uh coming to a theater near you for christmas december 22nd it looks epic well it looks like it's gonna lose a lot of money oh boy uh the projections now for aquaman 2 they think opening weekend it's going to earn anywhere from 32 to $42 million. And that's not going to be enough, huh? No. No, not when you factor in the fact that the movie costs $205 million. Okay, now they're saying this because what was the one that just came out? And Marvels. It,
1: and it didn't even do that,
0: right? Well, this, this Aquaman 2, if you look at the projections, it will manage to be a bigger flop than the Marvels. Oh. And that's what the story is, because the bar's been set pretty low. And this thing looks like it's going to limbo right underneath So it. is it safe to say that this
1: movie yeah. will end up underwater?
0: Oh, I like what you did there, Darren. <laughs> That's good stuff.
1: I can say that because uh-huh. I'm above water in cover
0: five. How about you? <laughs> Aquaman earned between four, uh, 32 and $42 million with a budget of $205 million. You have to keep in mind that the money that a movie makes always plummets after the movie comes out. So a low opening weekend box office is often an accurate predictor of a dismal overall performance. This would be worse than the Marvels. If it makes forty-two million, which is the highest possible projected box office, it will still make five million dollars less than the Marvels. Although the Marvels cost two hundred and seventy-three million dollars to make. So yeah, I guess the now will they is make this, an even bigger? Flop. Will they make all this up though in other markets? No. 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 Aquaman 2 pre-sales are 25% lower than Shazam! Fury of the Gods, which was another massive flop for them this year. No matter what happens, this thing, they say, is going to flop. And they're saying it's because of superhero fatigue. We've just, all of us, had enough of the superhero movies. Also, there's the fact that this Aquaman 2... If you are uh, someone who loves superhero movies, if you're still not tired of them, yeah, we already know that they're rebooting the entire DC universe. So, everything that happens in this movie, none of it will matter. None of it. What does that mean? Well, because when you look at the Marvel Cinematic Universe, right, you've got 33 movies that are all tied together, they they're are? all kind of telling one story. Really? Something that happens in one movie can be referenced in all of the movies. D.C. tried to do that with their Superman and Wonder Woman and Aquaman and Batman. And they've decided to scrap that and start all over again. So, like, Jason Momoa won't even be Aquaman anymore. They'll get a different guy to be Aquaman. Okay. So none of this means anything.
1: These new movies are going to be, like, more standalone?
0: Well, I think the plan is that they're going to have the new Superman, and then that will start a new cinematic universe for DC comics. It gets really confusing. But the the long and the short of it is with one voice the movie going public is saying that's enough of the superheroes. We could we could maybe maybe make a different kind of movie for us. That would be great. It also looks weird too. The whole underwater thing. I mean, you saw the trailer. It's it's bizarre, right? How do they, they- Do they spend any time underwater? Oh, yeah, lots of time. Lots of time. It's worth pointing out, too, that this Aquaman 2, let's say it makes $42 million, which is the high end of the projections. Yeah. The first Aquaman movie made, like, a billion dollars. It was a
1: massive hit. Let me ask you this. When Aquaman and his family is on dry land,
0: Uh Uh-huh. Does he not have powers?
1: Do they ever go swimming?
0: Like for fun?
1: Like in a pool?
0: I don't know. I think that would be
1: kind of a fun thing. <laughs> like they like they go to the public What would be the point? They of go that? to like
0: splash landing.
1: Uh, not just for recreation. Like why does like, any,
0: why does anyone go to a swimming pool? You'd like an episode of Aquaman where he goes up to the dells and checks out all the water parks. Or goes, that would be interesting for you to watch. Or go swimming. Is he talking to the fish sticks at Splash Landing? What is he? What would be the point of that?
1: No, he's crying with the fish sticks.
0: Oh, he's just looking
1: at the fish tips and just... Does Aquaman eat fish? What? What does he, what does he eat? I imagine he Do eats. they ever show him eating? No. Is it like plankton? What does he eat? Does Aquaman eat fish? Does he just take in... Take in stuff while he's underwater?
0: There's a... I guess uh, in one of the Aquaman comics, he explains that he does eat fish. He does? Yes. Okay. And he explains to a blogger who keeps pestering him for answers about his existence, Aquaman explains that he does not talk to fish. That's a popular misconception about Aquaman. I'm not Dr. Doolittle. His power simply influenced their behavior... By tapping into their midbrains. Let me ask you this. So uh, the fish are, aren't helping him out because they like Aquaman. He's controlling their fish brains.
1: What, I don't know that I like. What is that? I don't know that I like that at all. What is. Let me ask you this. Yes. You're Dr.
0: Doolittle. Yes. Were there any animals he couldn't talk to? Because they were fighting? Or no. Like a falling out? No.
1: I'm not I'm not I'm not talking about any animals that he wouldn't talk to.
0: I'm, like, talk, like, I'm talking like about like he had some sort of prejudice against ostriches or something. No, no I won't talk to those dirty long neck bastards. No, not
1: like that. Uh huh. But like I, I can't get I can I, I just can't get through to him. I don't it I just I, I'm Blocked. I'm all crossed up. Do I they, can't.
0: Do they ever explain how Doctor Doolittle got the power to talk to animals? Yeah. How
1: does he do that? What happened? Did he get like conked on the head or something? Is there like an
0: origin story? How does Doctor Doolittle have this power to talk to animals?
1: Did that get? They ex- just. Ex- did that get explained by like even Eddie Murphy or something?
0: Yeah, I don't know. It says here, uh, Doctor Doolittle traveled to the North Pole in April of 1809. Yeah. And already knew how to speak to some species of animals so at that day. So there you go. So I guess he, ha- he has to learn how to talk to all of them. Maybe they all have their so own he- different languages?
1: Okay, so so this isn't a superpower?
0: Well, Dr. Doolittle is not a
1: superhero? superhero. How
0: is he not? Well, because he doesn't fight crime. He just talks to animals. If, if Dr. Doolittle talked to animals and solved crimes... D- didn't, he and fight,
1: th- didn't he fight crimes against
0: uh, humanity? Against humanity? What are you talking about? Well, I mean, he was, he was always... I'm here in Nuremberg with some elephants. They have their own testimony they'd like to put in, if it pleased the court. But,
1: I mean, he, was, he, he did good things for the animals. People were trying to maybe do bad things to the animals. And he would fight them.
0: All right. How did Doctor Doolittle learn to communicate with animals? This just, is, just hard work. <laughs> he just, just, he just wouldn't stop. He is. There's never a, there's never an explanation as to how he's able to do it. Well, that's a cop out. Yeah.
1: I mean, that's a good story. Is it a true.
0: genetic trait? Was he born with this? Is it a result of alien experimentation? Right. Was he probed? Was a deal made with the devil? How does Dr. Doolittle speak to the animals?
1: That might be the answer right there. He made a
0: deal with the devil. Uh Uh-huh. In the Eddie Murphy movies... He doesn't explain it either? We see a very young Doolittle talking to his dog, and his parents freak out, and they get rid of the dog. But they never explain in the movies or in any of the children's books how Dr. Doolittle has this power. It's interesting... Because
1: it could have gone the other way. You know, this idea that you're hearing animals yeah. talk to you? Yeah, that's son of Do- Sam talk. Dr. Doolittle could have been a serial killer. <laughs> right.
0: Oh, if I could talk to the animals. All Just sudden,
1: imagine it, doing their unholy bidding. Next thing you know, he's
0: shooting up people in 1970s New York City. Yeah, no, nobody wants that. It'd be. A, I'll say this though. I would see that movie before I would see any other Doctor Doolittle movie. Well,
1: it'd be a twist you wouldn't see coming.
0: Uh huh. Doctor Doctor
1: Doolittle. Next thing you know, he's you know there's a blackout in New in, in New York City, and he takes advantage of it.
0: Doctor do evil. <laughs> that, that's Doctor do evil. Oh. He he walks into the Central Park Zoo, and something snaps, and he just has to. The animals want him to yeah. wreak their unholy vengeance. Yeah,
1: I do a little something, a little of this, a little of that. Yeah, <laughs>
0: <That's what> the... <laughs> some of it's not so nice.
1: Number five. Five, five. 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 Number five.
0: Poll shows that we use baby talk more for pets than for babies. They surveyed Americans and found that there are favorite baby talk words that we use for pets. Baby talk more for pets than for babies. Does that shock you? I, I, I don't know. I don't really use baby talk for either
1: one. I don't. I don't think I use baby. I, I don't use baby talk. I certainly don't use baby talk for Rusty the cat. He, no, he gets. He gets. He...
0: Frankly, the language you use with Rusty the cat is, if if anything, it's an adult talk. Oh. Yes, it gets pretty blue.
1: Stern, <laughs> yeah. As a matter of fact, yeah.
0: You too. The,
1: the talk to the talk that I I have to have with Rusty, um, yeah. There's a lot of yelling that <laughs> goes on. So that I, that's certainly not baby talk with uh, the cat, and then with the dogs. Uh, the, there's still not a lot of baby talk.
0: I guess it doesn't surprise me that people use baby talk more with pets than babies because. Baby's only a baby for the time it's a baby. That's right. Whereas I mean, I'm not a around... pet, a pet is always a pet. And I'm not
1: really around babies much. No. And there's not much to be said to a baby, because what are they gonna, you know? I mean, I
0: guess the soothing sound of your voice. I guess. Well, maybe. But, that but sort let's of thing. be clear: altering your speech to be more calming around a baby. Doesn't that's mean, not baby talk. No, that's not baby talk. When you're just when you're when you're acting in a manner that's appropriate for an infant, yeah. that's not baby. Yeah, talk. I'm not down if there. Baby talk is saying, "Look at the widow baby." Yeah, yeah. No, that I little can't, stupid voice. No, yeah, I can't. I'm not in there going, "Kajakukko." Right, right. I think my fear and the reason I never engage in that baby talk is like, what if what if the baby thinks that's how we talk? Well, no, what if you? It, it's almost
1: sound. It almost feels like you're talking down to him. It does. It's demeaning. I think it's, baby talk's demeaning to babies.
0: I think you're right. It's insulting.
1: And it's, uh, I don't see how it's not demeaning to your pets, too. Especially when they're driving you crazy.
0: Mm Mm-hmm. The favorite baby talk words Americans use, let's see, cuddles, dolly, and night-night.
1: Go night-night.
0: Uh-huh. The top baby talk words people hear young parents say are "tummy," "binky," and "night night." I, I, I don't. So go night night. Yeah. Yeah, but if you don't if say it, it time n- to go night night. It's not that, I, that, I, that is. That's
1: not necessarily baby talk, is it? I think it is. Is it? Yeah. Even if you go say night-night.
0: that, if you go, yeah, let's go night night. That sounds, yeah. I don't, I don't
1: mind people using "tummy" around me.
0: I mean. The top words, the baby talk words that people use with a romantic partner are boo-boo, tummy, and wove. Oh God. I know. That's a good way to get your ass kicked, I'd say. Or or at least catch an elbow. Nearly, oh, I'm sorry. Nearly, what was that? Nearly half of babe of parents say uh pet parents, half of pet parents say that they regularly use baby talk with their pets.
1: It's not my favorite.
0: No. Like, okay, my wife will ask the cat if it wants to cuddle. Yeah. and she But she says it in a, how does she say it? Is, is it babyish? It's not babyish, but it's not like how she would ask me if I wanted to cuddle. I mean, it's... And she might throw elbows. Yeah, <laughs> oh, that's, it happens. It happens. It's like, I said cuddle. Boo-boo, oopsie, ouchie. Nappy, tummy, blanky these are all baby word talks that Americans love. Baby talk Americans love to use with pets and romantic partners. Although the name suggests the wording is to be used on babies, Americans also use baby talk to connect with their pets and their romantic partners. In fact, 47% of Americans say they use baby talk with their pets, which is more than the 44% who say they use it with children.
1: I like to use it in the checkout line. And that's sometimes when I'm doing self-check.
0: You just go <laughs> right. Uh-oh,
1: baby made a boo-boo. What the hell is? What is going on? Hey, you go just, ahead. just you go ahead of me. Just sir. weigh the bananas. Weigh the bananas and get the hell out of oh, here. Look
0: at my little banana. <laughs> all right, sir. Uh, <laughs> What's going on here? Do you need help to get into your car, sir? No, you give me all right. I don't know. This this food is
1: going to taste so good to my tummy.
0: My tummy tum-tum. Oh, my God. While romance involves pet names, inside jokes, and other connecting language habits. Now, a pet name is different from baby talk.
1: Yes, and the filthier, the better.
0: 19% of respondents say it also includes baby talk. From boo-boo to tummy to I love you. Grownups telling each other they love each other. Relationships across America use these baby words, talk words the most often. Wow. So Again, you could catch an elbow right in the teeth. I mean, I guess if if, you 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 found someone that talks like that and you don't mind talking like that yourself, then you, you deserve each other. God bless. But, oh, boy. What happens then when
1: you think you're talking to them and you're in a store and it's somebody else next oh. to you? Oh no!
0: I love my boom boom tummy tom. What the hell did you just say to me? It's icky tummy time. <laughs> Most bites. What?
1: You figure out what it means? <laughs> I think. You, I think we all know. Diarrhea. <laughs> oh, if you're lucky.
0: Although made-up words don't aid in language learning, parent Okay, it doesn't. No.
1: Okay, well, then there's no point in it at all.
0: parent where you use a higher pitch, a slower tempo, and exaggerated intonation, has been proven to boost infant speech development. So which is it? Well, when you're talking to a baby normally, but in a higher pitch and slower, Uh they pick up on words faster.
1: Okay, well, but you're, this you're is just, the thing. You're just slowing things down, then.
0: That's an appropriate way to talk to a baby. Yeah. But you use real words, right? Not this goo goo Sometimes concept. anatomically correct words. Well, I don't think that I. You're you're being funny, but I think that's. I think this the sooner you can introduce anatomically correct words, the better. Sure. Uh, I I've read books that will tell you the same. Most bystanders... He was reading these books when he was nowhere near being a parent. (laughs) Good information to have. Uh, They say most bystanders find all forms of baby talk annoying. Whether you're talking to a kid, a pet, or your romantic partner, if we're in the room and we got to hear it, that's not great. 56% of us report feeling uncomfortable around somebody speaking in baby talk, and 69%... Of respondents here, Darren say that 69 dudes say that it's annoying when parents use baby talk when speaking to their children. Non-parents also don't like it when their partner uses baby talk. 53% say it's annoying when their partner uses baby talk with children, and 56% say it's a turnoff. Which begs the question, are there people that get turned on by baby talk? Have to be. And how do we see about locking these folks up right away? Oh, there have to be. There have to be clubs. Baby talk is not always intentional. Many parents find switching between baby talk and their normal way of talking to be a challenge. So much so that 72% have heard parents talk to adults like their children. The words that Americans find the most irritating, uh, whittle is the worst, poo-poo and num-nums also on the list of words. The most annoying characteristics of baby talk are in this order, speaking at a higher pitch, exaggerating your facial expressions, singing in your speech, uh-huh. elongating your vowels, and speaking slowly.
1: Well, I do use the term num-nums, but when I do, I'm as serious as a heart attack. <laughs> We're
0: not playing games. No, here. no. When it's time for where, num-nums and the tum Where
1: might my num-nums be? <laughs> Who moved my
0: num-nums? Yeah, that's not a time for playing around. No, I'm not playing <laughs> when, around. I'm when, not playing around. When Darren asks you that question, you damn well better have an answer. Yeah. And it better be the right answer. All right, which one of you
1: touched my num-nums? Bing-bong. I'm going to
0: give you two seconds. Is it all over, Rock? I guess so. I didn't think it would be like this. That's going to do it for Dave and Darren's Top 5 Things podcast. You have our great thanks for spending this time with us and listening to all five things. And we should also thank Nature's Treatment of Illinois while we're up here doing all these uh, thankings.
1: Yeah, absolutely. They're the ones that make this happen. Nature's Treatment has the largest menu in all of Illinois. And they offer a wide selection of products for recreational use, including flour, vapes, edibles, and more. If you're an Illinois resident, make sure you sign up for your medical uh, cannabis card through leafwell.com, and you'll receive coupons and discounts.
0: Uh, that's going to do it for this one. We'll have another one for you soon. Until we get a chance to do it for you, hang loose, you kooks. And you stay classy and safe, Quad Cities. Come on, uh,
1: Quad, Quad Cities, cities represent. Representing. This is for the Quad Cities yeah. rep, spot. Dabbing, boy, yeah, we keeping it locked. Rock on. come yeah. on, and it just don't stop. East Moline, yeah, they keeping it hot. Uh. Your time is up. That doesn't... Out you two pixies go, through the door or out the window!